Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Geek Wave. This is the low-budget show. It's the show so low, it has no budget. I've been away for a bit, haven't been able to record this one. I've been moving. I've said that a few times on this channel already. I've been in the midst of moving for a while now. I finally got to the new place. I'm building up my studio. I might show a picture of the progress so far. Throw it up right here. You guys can see where I'm building my backdrop, and I'm very excited to get that all done and worked out. I finally got some nice shelves for my stuff. I'm super excited with how they look, how it's turning out. It looks really nice. A bit smaller than I expected, but it's going to work. We're going to be just fine. And because it's been a busy week... I haven't really had time to think of a topic. Next week, we'll be going to our regularly scheduled program, and next week's topic will be pitching updates for the Universal Monsters and how they could work in the modern times, because Invisible Man was incredibly awesome. That is pretty much how we're going to do that one, but this week, we're going to cover all the news I missed for the past couple of weeks, so we're going to be talking about some trailers we got from New York Comic Con, we're going to be talking about Quibi, we're going to be talking about Power Rangers, and a lot of Tom Holland stuff, and we're going to be talking a lot of fun activities, some TV shows that are returning, a couple of shows that are cancelled, it's just going to be a really fun time, and it's probably going to be a quicker version of the Geek Wave this week, but you guys come to expect these from now, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming soon, so stay tuned for that, but be before that, we'll just jump into all the news that came out for the past little bit. Now, there are some things I omitted just because I don't really have anything to say about them. You know, I didn't, we're not going to talk about like the Green Lantern rumors or news for the HBO Max show. Like, I have nothing to say. It's going to be what it is. I, I'll watch it. Everyone's going to watch it. So I don't really have anything to say. But we got a couple of pieces of news here, starting with the cancellation of Glow. And this one really hit me in a weird way just because. We had one season left, and it was going to be the finale. One of the directors passed away during the COVID times, not because of COVID, but during she had some complications during that time. I was really hoping this would get its finale. I feel like it would have been a nice swan song. It would have been a Netflix show that actually got to finish when it wanted to finish instead of being canceled. But no, it got canceled. I'm pissed off. I think a lot of people were pissed off and they're starting to realize that Netflix maybe isn't the best streaming service that it claims to be because of the, its abrupt cancellations and the way it doesn't care about what stays or what doesn't. We are going to be doing a Geek Wave talking about my thoughts on Netflix. I don't know when that's going to come out. Maybe when they cancel The Witcher or something. Because if you guys think The Witcher is going to go for 10 seasons like Game of Thrones, it sure as hell isn't. It won't. Maybe we'll get to season 4 on that one. I don't know. But I'm upset with this. I wish Glow God's finale. The cast is talking about a movie. We'll see. I doubt it. These people are in high commodity now. Everybody wants to be on their team. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But it's it's so painful that it got cancelled. I don't know why they had to do that. I really don't. It sucks, honestly. <laughs> and of course, here's some. this was just like a light thing I wanted to throw in there just because I'm kind of a Hot Wheels guy. There is an animated series coming to HBO Max called Bat Wheels, and this is going to be the story of the Batmobile. It's going to be a character in a world with bat cars and Hot Wheels and things like a Joker car, maybe. This is cute. This is fun. If you're a young person who loves cars and superheroes, you're going to have a wet dream. This sounds freaking sick. If I was a kid, I would have loved to watch this. It's cars, but it's superheroes. That's awesome. The Batmobile itself is kind of a character in the mythos of Batman. So I like the idea that we could do this. I think it's kind of fun. It's definitely marketing off the Pixar cars stuff because that's kind of cool. Kids like that. So doing that, but it's Batman. 
Who doesn't want to see that? I'd be first in line to watch that movie. I'm probably going to check this out. I know it's for kids. It's going to be aimed to a younger demographic, but I like it. I think that's some fun stuff. I think it could be very entertaining, very engrossing if you're like a young person. So just having more comic book ideas like that, I think that's pretty fun. I mean, I could see this working for Spider-Man. I could see this working for Iron Man. But it works here too for Batman. That's pretty exciting. So Bat Wheels, look for that whenever it comes out. I for one think it's kind of a cool idea. And we're going to get into this now. I have a couple of thoughts on this. I might do a video talking about it. Probably not though. So if you want to hear my thoughts on a live action Spider-Verse, here they are. We got confirmation that Doctor Strange will be returning to Spider-Man 3, and I don't like this idea. I don't need I don't need Peter Parker to have a mentor figure. He doesn't need one. The character has pretty much grown away from that in Far From Home to the point where he's like, I'm my own spider now. I don't think we need to see that again. And the idea, the idea of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back for a third Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland it is so pointless, so stupid and juvenile and so fanservice-y. I hate it. I don't think you need that. Tom Holland, his Spider-Man has not been proven to stand on his own yet. Every time we've seen him in a film, Civil War, The Avengers, and his own movies, he's accompanied by another hero. You want to show that this Spider-Man matters? You don't put the two that are arguably better, in my opinion, they are better than Tom Holland, in the movie for a final scene where they're fighting each other. The Spider-Verse movie worked. Into the Spider-Verse worked because it focused on Miles Morales. It didn't give us three different versions of Peter Parker in the same movie. You had you had Miles Morales, you had Gwen Stacy, you had a noir version of Peter Parker, you had Penny Parker, you had Spider-Ham, and you had Peter B. Parker. There was only one real Peter Parker, and he died in that show. Having three Peter Parkers is such a cheap, cliche thing. I don't think it's a good idea. It's not going to be as cool as people think it is. If anything, you're going to be annoyed by it. I know I am. I just don't want to see this character, this Peter Parker, Tom Holland, that we've built up to be so cool, so incredible, again accompanied by better Spider-Man. Like, can't we just give this kid a moment to be his own Spider-Man instead of showing us why we liked Toby or Andrew more? I don't know. I think that's so stupid. I don't want anybody in this third Spider-Man movie. Far From Home was my least favorite Spider-Man movie and my least favorite MCU movie. I do not like it at all. I don't like the direction that this Spider-Man thing is going. Why? I know people are like, well, maybe Doctor Strange will put his identity back in the bag. Well, why take his identity out if you're just going to throw it back into the bag in the next movie? It's bullshit. I hate it. I don't want to see this. And going into things that I'm still kind of disappointed in, in terms of news. We got the first look at Invincible, and I actually got into a huge conversation with my friend. Invincible's like his favorite book. You should do the reveal, the big reveal, in the trailers. Because people are going to watch this trailer. Like, this trailer, I didn't really, I didn't particularly like it. The animation was fine. I didn't like the way it went for the trailer, just because you should show the reveal for the reason that that's going to be what brings people in. If you just show it without the reveal, people are going to be, this is another cookie cutter by the books thing. And it's not. I'm not the biggest fan of Invincible. I don't know if I've said that on this channel or not. I like it. I think it's a good story. I've never got it to it like other people have. But if you show the reveal with Omni-Man, 
that is where you get people hooked in it. It doesn't even have to be straight up, oh, he's a bad guy, he's going to kill our heroes. It could just be something like, oh, his dad is not the hero that people think he is. Like, we show him doing something brutal and hardcore, kind of more Homelander than Superman. You know, if we just show him to be Superman, then it's going to be like, oh, it's just an animated show. But if you do the reveal where he's a little more like Homelander, people are going to get interested a little bit faster. And I know we'll get the reveal in the show, you shouldn't keep it a secret. You shouldn't keep the reveal a secret. You should have that be the hook to get you into watching. You're like, oh, what's up with this guy? Is he a superhero? Is he a villain? And that's what your hook is to get into there. I've always said that. I think that is what you should do because this trailer doesn't really give you any idea of what the premise is. It feels like the very early issues of Invincible, which are the worst issues of Invincible. And we'll get through it I guess like the voice casting is good the animation it looks okay very stylized very kind of basic which isn't a bad thing and I hope the action sequence look good I wasn't too impressed with the action sequences we saw in the trailer but I think it looks good for the most part I have no complaints on that I think it's going to be very interesting to see very fascinating and I do think they should show the reveal because I know a lot more people would be interested if they saw that Omni-Man is more than what he claims to be and I think that's something they should embrace endure it was what made the comic book good so that's what you should show people right away that's how you get more audience right away now i'm not a guy working on the thing so i don't know if that's true or not that's just what i feel sticking with trailers we got some stuff that i'm very excited for this movie i'm so happy it's finally coming out mank do you guys remember mank this looked so good like they showed a couple of trailers a couple of clips from the movie it's a story of joseph mankiewicz the writer of citizen kane in the early years of Hollywood. It's David Fincher. It looks insane. I love it. I, I just wanted to throw this in here because I will be doing a review of Mank when it comes out. Like, Black and White, I'm already sold. Amanda Seyfried, Gary Coleman, that's a great cast. You guys are doing some great stuff. I'm very excited, David. I love when a good David thing comes out. David Fincher's fantastic. So this is going to be very exciting. I just wanted to throw that in there because, guys, this looks fun. If you want something that's going to make you love old school Hollywood, this might be the thing to do it. If you want something that's going to make you be like, man, old, old school Hollywood was fucked up. This might be the thing to do it too. Is Tom, I think Tom Burke is playing Orson Welles. If you haven't seen him in The Musketeers, which is a BBC show, check out that show. It's incredible. <laughs> this looks so cool. I'm so excited for this. I think it comes out November or December. Either way, I'm on board, man. I cannot wait to see what that's going to be. And chalk this up to another thing I didn't know was going to look a certain way. The MODOK stuff. I watched the entire panel for the New York Comic Con MODOK stuff. and This looks, this looks so fun. I love it. First off, I don't think any of us knew it was going to be stop motion. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, it's the guys are doing Crossing Swords, which is a stupid, stupid production, stupid buddies production, I think is what they're called. Uh, this looks awesome. I'm so happy. Patton Oswalt is writing it, so you know it's going to get weird and crazy. When they're showing you the, like, the clips of behind-the-scenes stuff at the panel, you get some teases for some characters that are going to be in there. The one I know of note was Wonder Man, which I'm like, that's cool. Wonder Man's going to be in this. That's awesome. And even Patton and the other thing was Jordan. Jordan something was the other creator or producer of it. They're talking about like the deep dives Marvel let them take. And I'm like, this is going to be cool. I hope this is successful because I want more shows like this. I love this a lot. It looks so fun. So it's kind of more about like the mundane life of MODOK trying to be a bigger threat in the Marvel universe. How he's got a wife. He's got two kids. This looks really fun, really funny, and they're using like a new technique that they use for crossing swords when it comes to like the animation where the camera can move in different directions, which I'm like, that's awesome. 
Because Crossing Swords looks really cool, and this looks really cool too. I love that Modoc puppet. It looks fantastic. I'm so excited for this. Like this might be one of my most anticipated comic book properties to be developed, just because I'm like, look, you got Modoc, who is a fascinating character. I said this on Twitter too when I was talking about it. Like we live in the golden age of Modoc like representation. He's got an incredible Marvel Legends action figure that is gorgeous one of the best figures ever made he has appeared in almost every incarnation of a cartoon and he's got numerous chances in the comic books we're probably going to see him in the mcu at some point but now he's leading his own tv show modok is like that cool character that comic book fans understand and want to do some weird shit with i love it this looks so cool i cannot wait to see this and pat oswald is a fantastic writer willing to go to some weird places so I'm kind of interested to see how this is going to look. I cannot wait to see what this is going to be in particular. I'm very excited. So Modoc, look for that on this channel because I probably will cover every episode. I don't know if this is going to drop all at once. If it doesn't, we'll do weekly episodes. If it drops all at once, maybe we'll do weekly episodes. We'll definitely do like a big on discussion when it comes out. Because holy shit, does this look awesome. I cannot wait for Modoc. And here's some news that I was just like, okay, this makes sense, but I don't know if I want it. Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins are reteaming to do a Cleopatra, <laughs> Cleopatra, to do a Cleopatra biopic. Do we really want another one? I mean, I'm still burned out from the Elizabeth Taylor one. <laughs> like, that's such a long movie. I don't know if I want this. I understand why you do it, because it is a person people know clone high is popular again and cleo's in that like and godot and jenkins are like a pretty good team i heard some people saying lupita nuango should have been cleopatra and i'm like i can't get that out of my head i know why you go for gal i understand that completely but lupita would have been a very fascinating choice too i mean i'll watch it i mean cleopatra is a fascinating enough figure i just hope they lean more towards some of her other accomplishments than they did with like the elizabeth taylor stuff where we see somewhere was like the philosopher smart person side of things i think that could be really fun but it's it's cool i guess like i don't i don't know it's just Cleopatra. Do, do we really... Did we really need this? Do anybody say yes? Let's get Gal as Cleopatra. That's what we want. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I wonder how they pitched this. We'll have to wait and see. But it's just something of note I wanted to bring up. And speaking of something of note I want to bring up, we got two trailers for the Animaniacs reboot. And I am so excited for this one. I'm just coming off the high of that latest episode of DuckTales where we got the Darkwing Duck reunion we always wanted, and now here we are, Animaniacs is coming back. The first trailer was just a parody of Jurassic Park. It was brilliant, it was funny, it's Spielberg just like, yeah, we we, we, met, we made them, they've been extinct since the 90s, we made them again, and we made Pinky in the Brain, and you're like, yeah! And then we get to the next trailer, and it's like, here's your here's your money for the reboot, you sellouts, and they're just having a good time. It looks so funny, it's very modern. I love it when he like eats the tablet and he just starts like saying a bunch of smart shit. Pinky and the Brain are back. We do see them in the trailer, so that's going to be really funny. I wonder if we'll get any of the other side characters from that universe popping back, but this looks great. The perfect time to bring it back, if you ask me, because these characters are so ripe for the 2020s just because we're kind of self-aware in a way that we really weren't in the 90s. So here we are. Just imagine the shit they could get up to on the Warner Brothers lot now. I, I can't... I can only imagine the jokes they are going to make about Zack Snyder. I can only imagine it. I'm super excited. I, I miss them. The entire voice cast is back. 
I am super pumped to see what this is going to be, how this is going to go. I'm, I cannot believe we're getting more Animaniacs. Like, they're so cool. They're so fun. They're, they're just the best. I loved everything about these trailers. They were just the right kind of, like, self-referential, modern, and classic at the same time. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I think there's some, um, like, sound clips from the show going around right now on uh, TikTok. So that could bring the kids in, like, the macadamia one. I, I, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, I'm on TikTok. I know TikTok things. That's fun. This looks incredibly cool. I cannot wait to see what this is going to be. Animaniacs, y'all. Animaniacs. Such good stuff. And some more good stuff. So George Miller has finally announced that he will be making the Furiosa prequel he's been talking about since the release of Fury Road. And it's not going to star Charlize Theron, which kind of sucks, but I get it. I understand the need to go younger, and it's fine. Anya Taylor-Joy, that is a fascinating choice, if you ask me, just because she is the hot commodity right now who's done some weird projects, but I love everything she's in. I think she's a fantastic actress, one of the best young actresses working right now. Makes sense she'd go for her. I guarantee we'll see the origin of how she lost her arm, and I'm okay with that. I think that'd be really fun. Not to overtop Anya Taylor-Joy and George Miller working together, but Chris Hemsworth joins the cast in a role which is like, oh my goodness, you are just, you're going all out for this, aren't you, George? Not even that, but Yahya Abteen, Yahya Abdul Mateen II, sorry, his name is really interesting, and I wrote it down wrong in my notes. Uh, he's going to be in the cast too, Dr. Manhattan, Black Manta himself. This is a great cast. Awesome. I love these people working together. I'm very excited to see what this property is going to be. I cannot wait. This is going to be really cool. So a Furiosa prequel. Who isn't excited for this? I will probably be covering the Mad Max movies at some point on this channel. We'll have to wait and see. And so let's chalk this one up to news. I wasn't sure it was going to be real. And now that it is, I'm like, this, I don't want this. Does anybody want this? Guess what's returning to a TV near you? Dexter is making its triumphant return to television for a 10-episode limited series because we live in an era where people can get the conclusions they want now, and if you're not happy with the finale of Dexter, you can finally be happy with the finale of Dexter. I really don't care. I don't know. I, Dexter, I burned out of Dexter like halfway through season three. I was just like, I don't, I don't think I need any more of this. It's fine. It's solid, but I'm just like, I get it. I don't care enough to continue watching or being involved in this and the finale kind of disappointed people i had big reveals spoiled to me so i was never like super interested in what happened but hey it's cool people are gonna like it i guess but it's gonna be a thing that happens and we'll have to see like yeah it's dexter it's that show that everybody talked about but then nobody gave a shit about and everyone just stopped talking about it because it's Dexter. <laughs> like, you don't, if you haven't seen it yet, you're not going to watch it. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and of course, when sadness happens with a Dexter reboot, we get some positive light shining on a property that I'm actually excited for. Michael B. Jordan, who has just started up his new production company, he has come out and said he is going to be producing and working on the Static Shock movie, which makes me think, oh my goodness, this is actually going to happen. We are actually going to get a Static Shock movie, which could potentially lead into a milestone universe, cinematic universe. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. And then a lot of people online were saying, 
maybe Michael B. Jordan could be Icon. And I was like, maybe he should, because that would be perfect. There was talks about, I got to give this to uh, Matt Fortress of Solitude. He's the one that said it. There's been talks about him playing a black Superman. Maybe this is the black Superman they were talking about, Icon. And it could be made from Warner Bros. and production with, with help from Michael B. Jordan's production company. This could be cool. I would definitely be on board for that. I think that could be really fun. Static Shock, a great character to bring in now that Miles showed that these characters can work and be fun, and a lot of people are going to love them. I'm super excited for that. I think that could be really interesting, really fascinating, something that not a lot of people are going to, like, hate. So, it's fun. Static's a great character. He is being relaunched in February, I think. DC is relaunching the Milestone stuff. I'm not mistaken, but that's fun. I really do like that. Static's a great character. Everybody should go read some Milestone. Get to know these characters a little bit more. And tell me Michael B. Jordan wouldn't be perfect for Icon. Because he would. He would fit the bill so well for that. And again, in some news that everybody is just like, really? We're doing this? Power Rangers is getting a movie reboot. Because why not? Not like that one from 2017 was freaking amazing, which it was. Like, you got the casting right, you got the characters right for a modern era, and now you're just not gonna do it? Not gonna use those characters? You should. They're good actors. A lot of them are big names now, you know? Like, Becky G. (laughs) Remember when Becky G was popular for, like, that month? (laughs) <laughs> and now Dacker's the big name, and he's a good actor. I'll say Dacker's a really good actor. I I mean, I'm excited. I'll always take more Power Rangers content. I kind of hope they kind of spin away from Mighty Morphin, and maybe we lean more into some other eras of Power Rangers. I know Mighty Morphin's what's going to get you the bill, because people love the Green Ranger and the White Ranger and all that, but there's some other great characters out there. Use them. Have fun with them. Do some cool shit. I mean, Power Rangers is still going on. Like, it's actually amazing that they're still got stuff coming out constantly with Power Rangers, like new series in the same style as the series from the 90s, and then characters return from the older stuff. I think they just said the original Red Ranger was coming back for something in the new Dino series, Dino Charge. I don't know if that's right, but that's awesome. Reboot it for the big screen. Maybe get uh, Jason David Frank to come back in a role for something other than a cameo. Maybe have him be Lord Zed. I, I, or what do we do? What was Cranston? Was Cranston Zordon? Yeah, Cranston was Zordon. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's. I'd rather see like the GI Joe rebooted. I'd rather see Thundercats, but Power Rangers. Eh, I'll take it. I don't have anything wrong with that. Here's something I wanted to bring up just because it, these are the last little bit here is actually the most recent news I just put on the other day to record this. Uh, Tom Holland has confirmed that they 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 shot Uncharted. It's a movie that was made. It happened. It exists. He is Nathan Drake. I do not like him in this role. I'm still waiting for that right thing from Tom Holland to make me go like, I like this guy. I haven't found it yet. I still don't want him in this role, but... I mean, he looks the part enough. I don't know why Mark Wahlberg is Sully, but it exists. Here's a picture. They made this movie. It's done. They filmed it. Like, they wrapped, or they're wrapping soon. Like, they made this movie. That's impressive. Not every movie gets made. Is this going to be the one to break the curse of video game movies? I seriously doubt it, but it could be good, or it could be Indiana Jones, or it could be Tom Holland trying 
to be a character again and people are gonna like it because i think tom holland's a good actor but i'd argue he's a okay actor who's never really got the right role to fit him we'll see i I like nathan drake like i i like that character i don't picture tom holland when i picture nathan drake let's put it that way and here's some awesome news that i'm super excited about tim burton is going to be taking the plunge into television and he's going to be developing the most tim burton property ever that i'm super excited he's going to be developing the adams family like if he made dark shadows for television i think it would have worked better i think that dark shadows movie is surprisingly entertaining but him doing adam's family hell yes i'm super on board for this if only for the reason that that means eva green is probably going to be our morticia adams that would be that's like a dream come true for a guy like me i love both those characters i eva green's not a character i love her as an actress i love morticia I'd be super excited to see what this is going to be. Like, this could be perfect. We have a new Adams Family movie coming out soon, and now we're going to be working on a live-action Adams Family television series from Tim Burton. Hell yeah, that's perfect. I'm I'm the first in line for the television that's in my house to watch that. I love everything about that. So that is going to be really cool. I love the Adams Family. Those characters are so fun. Everything about them works, especially when you understand what those characters are supposed to be. And it's just really cool stuff. I really enjoy what they are. And I cannot wait to see what Tim Burton does with this. I still think we'll see Eva Green as Morticia Adams. And I'm very excited to see who he's going to get as Gomez. And I know Oscar Isaac is the voice actor, but let's bring him over to live action because he would be perfect for that role. Maybe we'll do an Adam's Family fan cast. I have another fan cast lined up. I'm probably going to record in the next couple of days, but this could be fun. I'm super excited for that. That could be a really good time. And our last piece of news here is something that I think a lot of people were expecting and knew was coming. And that's why we're going to end the episode talking about the farewell to Quibi. It lasted six months, but the company CEO is putting it up for, I guess, he he tried to sell it. Nobody bought it because it's Quibi. And now they're saying we're filing for bankruptcy, like take our shit and go. I love Quibi just because it's such a stupid idea that was really affected by the pandemic. Not everybody likes watching stuff on their phone. Nobody wants to invest in like 10 minutes short for something stupid, let alone pay $10 a month for it when you could pay the same price and get Netflix, which you can already watch on your phone and get actual good content instead of your like exclusive bullshit. And I'm just so impressed with that somebody said this was a good idea because it sure as hell wasn't one nobody wanted to see it (laughs) or have it and i I think it shows nobody was like i can't wait for quibi i can't wait to watch my favorite shows like the one with christoph waltz and liam hemsworth like the one with kirby jenner or something the one with chrissy Teigen, or like the abcs of the states that kill you or something like there was nothing interesting about that all i know is I think there was a rumor a long time ago that Ice Cream Man was going to be going to Quibi. And I'm like, thank God it didn't because now Ice Cream Man can get the proper adaptation. It needs to be something incredible. So that is really exciting. And Quibi, we don't miss you. We're not going to miss you. You were a failed idea that was stupid and pointless. And you deserve to be uh, do you deserve to be, okay, you don't deserve to be bankrupt but you should have never existed in the first place this is on you next time try something that matters even peacock 
did better than you. Peacock, let that sink in, buddy. <laughs> so that's all our news today, and I don't really have any recommendations for you other than go watch Glow. Maybe you can save the show. I hope it could come back. You know, go play with your Hot Wheels toys and go play Uncharted. That's all I got. Like, thank you guys for watching this video, though, and listening to me talk about the news. There's a lot of good stuff out there and a lot of bad stuff, and I think it's safe to say none of us are going to miss Quibi. And if you had Quibi, please tell me why you paid for that. Why? What was the point of paying for that? Did you have fun? Anybody who has Quibi out there, did you have fun paying for Quibi? If you did, please let me know. If you didn't, you're a smart person. So thank you guys so much for watching this video. We'll be back to our regular geek wave in the next couple of days. As always, you can check me out on Instagram, Patreon, Twitter, all that good stuff, and I'll catch you in the next one. Have fun. Stay safe. Good luck. Tsunami Studios.